This podcast is a ministry of Rosemont Baptist Church in LaGrange, Georgia. Please visit us on the web at rosemontchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast and God bless. have the opportunity this morning to hear our associate pastor Randy Presley preach. So Randy, if you come on up, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to ask God to speak through you to us in a mighty and powerful way. Randy's been with us uh, for about six months now, doing a really good job, and we're excited about January because we're really going to talk a lot about Sunday school and small groups and really going to challenge you to be a part of uh, all that's going on in our small groups. We have incredible teachers every Sunday morning that delve into the Word of God in a small group setting. Um, before this service, we have several different opportunities. You're going to hear a lot about that in January. And we're going to challenge you, if you're not already involved in a small group, somewhere within our church to get plugged in uh, to grow and to understand fellowship and, and community from a biblical perspective. You'll hear a lot more about that in January. But let's pray. Father, we thank you for uh, this opportunity to study your word. I pray right now for Randy. I pray, Father, you would give him words that you would have us to hear. You would speak through him to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray, Lord, that we would leave here changed, more transformed into the image of your Son, Jesus Christ. It's in his precious name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Adam. Well, it is exciting to be with you all this morning and to speak uh, to you as we close out this year and start a new year. I don't know about y'all, but the holidays always leave me just a little bit introspective. I, I find myself uh, looking back over, over what God had done in the last year, uh, looking at my family and, and, and spending time with Him, but, but also looking at the next year. I, I'm a list maker, and I'm already thinking about goals and trying to set goals for myself and just evaluating things. And so what I want to do this morning is, is the message that, that I'm going to have is, is kind of what i kind of gone through myself, questions that I'm asking myself. And I want us to ask ourselves questions of whether we are still growing in the Lord. There needs to be a strong desire in our life that we would continue to grow and strive with Him all the days of our lives. And uh, when I think about people who have big ambitions, that have big plans, I, 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 I always see their desire. They always have strong desire. They always have a determination to make that happen. And they're willing to deny themselves certain things in order to make sure that their goals happen. If you look at Olympians or you look at athletes, you look at people who have accomplished great things in life, they, they have a strong desire and they follow through with that. Um, years ago, about a year and a half ago, I don't know, I, I determined that I needed to be a runner. Now, I didn't have a real strong desire to be a runner at that point. I was just fat. And so I needed to do something. And so I determined that I was going to go and run a mile. And I did do that. And and that one mile really didn't help my condition. And so I had to up the ante a little bit and run two miles and three miles. And, and, and as that continued to grow, I, I, I had this foolish idea that maybe I should just run a marathon. Anybody in here ever run a marathon? You have? Awesome. Well done. You're going to understand a whole lot of this. And so I determined that I was going to run a marathon. Now, I, granted, I could only run three miles at a time. So this was quite an ambitious goal for me. 
And I set out to do that. And I began to surround myself with other people who ran. And I began to, to go and run with them because they were faster. And my ego wasn't able to handle that. And so I wanted to train more. I got very determined in this. And over a, about a six-month process, I got ready. And I ran my first marathon. Now, a marathon is 26.2 miles. For you to understand that, that is from here to Callaway Gardens, get a drink of water, and come back. That is, that is a crazy amount of time to be out running. But what this gave me, and, and I'm not really talking about that I accomplished that, and by no means, if you knew how long it took me to run my marathon, you wouldn't be so proud right now. <clears throat> but the reality is, is what I did teach me in the midst of this was for me to channel that desire, for me to channel that determination, because I had a goal. I had something in mind that I needed to do, and I wasn't satisfied with where I was. And as I relate that to where we're going to be talking today is spiritually, are you satisfied with where you're at today? Spiritually, do you have a goal to grow with the Lord and to achieve great things for Him? Because if so, you're going to have to have that desire way down inside and you're going to have to have a determination that keeps you on task or else you will wane from that goal. You see, we, 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 we look back in our lives and we can see times when we grew and times when we weren't growing so much. My kids, we go to Home Depot and they love to go get by the little size chart on the way out the door. And as long as William is still taller than Joshua and Joshua is still taller than Margaret, they're, they're pretty happy. They're content with that. They really don't need to know exactly when they're growing. But, but they do need to, to have a gauge of how, how, they're, how they're progressing spiritually you and I need to look at our lives every once in a while I'm afraid we're often way too complacent to just let another week slip by another month slip by another year slip by and and, and we're just in this routine where we come on Sundays and we hear an, an amazing message from God's word and praise God we're part of a church that we get that every week but but we don't see the big growth picture and we don't have this desire yearning within us. Matthew Henry said, spiritual growth consists most of the growth of the root, which is out of sight. You see, in our spiritual life, our growth is in our heart. And where our heart is, and nurturing our heart for the things of the Lord, is where we get to come and worship because they are serving an extra hour. They came to another service so that they could go down there and hold those kids. There's parts of the body of Christ that are functioning all around us, and we all have a place to serve somewhere in the midst of that. We're going to be looking for ways to plug all of us in, and, and if you're looking for a place to serve, you find somebody on staff, and we'll, we'll work that out. The seventh question I'd like to ask this morning is, are the disciplines of the Christian life more and more important to you? Are the disciplines of the Christian life more and more important? There are certain things that if you were to encounter somebody, if somebody were to come into the back door this morning and say, I'm a new believer and I just showed up, could you tell me what I need to do? Most all of you would be able to tell them the right answers. You need to get in the Word. You need to read it every day. You need to spend time in the Word of God. You need to spend time in prayer. You need to, to talk to the Lord and hear from Him. You need to be involved in worship both in this service and you need to worship with your life. We would be able to explain to them that you need to share your faith with those who, who you're around. There are other people who need to be saved from their sins just like you were. You need to, to fast and, 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 and to, to spend time alone with the Lord. Do our lives in, 
reflect that we're doing these things? Or are these things that we did when we came to the Lord, but now we're taking for granted? Is this something that's actively part of our life? 1 Timothy chapter 4, beginning in verse 7 says, Have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way and holds promise in the present life and also the life to come. Train yourself for godliness. I don't know about you, but I needed to be reminded that I need to be very intentional about this. The fact that I gave six months of my life so that I could run a race and come in 4,320th place, you know, but, but, but what, how much am I going to give towards this goal? How much intentionality am I going to place towards training myself for godliness? And as I begin this next year, I want to be incredibly intentional with the disciplines, the, the everyday disciplines of walking with Him. There's so many things in our lives that we devote our time to, we devote our energy to, we devote our money to, that will mean nothing in eternity. We need to look at our calendar and we need to look at our pocketbook and we need to say, are we devoting the things to the disciplines that are going to matter and train us for godliness? Train us to be ready to be used of Him because He's left us here with a purpose. He's left us here with a mission. He's left us here with a plan for our lives. God did not send His Son to die so that we might sit and be happy and not do anything for Him until it's over. And we need to be very careful that we set our priorities that reflect that in our lives. The eighth question I would ask you this morning is, are you more and more aware of your sin? When I came to faith in Christ and got serious about walking with the Lord, there were these really big issues in my life that obviously fell in the category of sin that I had to deal with. And those, those happened quite quickly, to be honest. But as I've walked with the Lord for the last 15, 20 years since then, there's all these subtle things in my life that I still need to purge. There's all of these things that He continues to show me. The more I read Scripture, the more I understand I'm not there yet. The more I read Scripture, the more I understand He still has things that He needs to chip out of my life. The Apostle Paul was like that. Before Christ, he was a horrible person. We know that. But... But then he came to faith in Christ. But in 1 Timothy 1, verses 15 and following, he says, Here's a trustworthy saying, deserving of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And here's the Apostle Paul, of whom I am the worst. The Apostle Paul said he was the worst of sinners. We've got to be very careful not to get content coming to church and realizing that, well, at least I go to church and there's so many people that don't, or at least I'm, you know, not involved in these things like so many other people are. I'm reminded of the Pharisee and the tax collector in Luke 18 who went into the temple to pray. And the Pharisee says, God, I thank you I'm not like the other men and begins to lift up horrible people, including the tax collector. And the tax collector, without lifting his head said God be merciful to me a sinner the Lord said he's the one who went went away justified that day because he walked into worship and beheld the glory of God and in the midst of that realized that he was nothing may we never think more of ourselves than we should 
May we continually be recognizing the sin in our life, not so that we can be downcast, but so that we can claim the blood of Christ and move forward and bring glory to Him. The ninth question I would ask you this morning is, are you more and more willing to forgive others? Are you willing to forgive people who have wronged you? Are you willing to forgive people who have sinned against you? Are you willing to forgive those who have done you wrong? Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32 says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. What a beautiful picture that God sent His Son to die for our sins. That He paid the price for our sins and He does not hold them against us. He's never brought your sins back up to you once in your life. The enemy might try to remind you that you've done wrong, but He has never held that against you again. And now he's calling us to do that for other people, to forgive others the same way we've been forgiven. Now, this is incredibly challenging, and I'm not standing before you telling you that this is easy. But I, do, I would like to read to you a passage out of Matthew 18. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wishes to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had in payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees imploring him, have patience with me and I'll pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of the servant released him and forgave his debt. When that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants that owed him a hundred denarii and seized him and began to choke him and said, pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me and I'll pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he could pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed and went and reported to their master all that was taking place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, the master delivered him to the jailers until he could pay all his debt. So also, my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. That ungrateful little guy went out after being forgiven everything and held something against someone else. What a convicting picture for you and me as believers. If we are believers in Christ Jesus, we owed a debt we could never pay. We owed a debt there was nothing we could do to pay. And the King of Kings sent His Son and forgave our debt. And now He's calling us to live lives that reflect what the forgiveness of the Lord is like. We're growing in our love for the Lord Jesus, then forgiveness is going to be another attribute of our lives. The last question I would like to ask you this morning is Are you thinking more and more of heaven and being with the Lord Jesus? Are we more concerned about our day and our life and our retirement and our circumstances, or are we more concerned about what God wants to do in our life today until we can get to heaven? Spending time with Him. Paul, I love the Apostle Paul. He said in Philippians chapter 1, I'm hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to, to depart and be with Christ, for that's far better. 
But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. For you and I, we have to walk that same line. We are promised heaven and one day we're going to be there and we need to be reaching for that. But until the time that He has decided to take us, we need to be looking for His plan every day. So, my hope this morning is that at the end of our lives that we'll be able to say that we ran the race and fought the good fight. For me this morning, the reason I've studied this so long and and prepared these ten questions was so that I could look into my heart with the mirror of the Word of God and begin to identify areas that I needed to strengthen my determination. That I needed to strengthen my desire to follow after the Lord and to grow in His love and His knowledge all the days of my life so that I could honor Him. I don't know if this has been helpful for to you, for you this morning as it was for me, but I, I want to pray for us. And I want to ask the Lord to reveal in our hearts what we need to be doing in order to glorify Him as a church, as individuals, so that we might reach others for the glory of God. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we bless you. God, I I ask that by your Spirit you would help us to be conformed into the likeness of your Son. Lord, as we look to going into a new year and beginning the next year may our desire be to walk with you all the days of our lives lord none of us have arrived none of us have come to the place to where we are no longer need you or need to be led by you and we ask that you you would show us what you would have lord you are the good shepherd you've come that we may have life and have it abundantly god help us Help us identify things that we need to lay down, things that we need to repent of, things that we need to pursue. Lord, show us the things that are consuming our time and our energy that aren't of you. Help us to sense your presence and your leadership in our lives. Lord God, we need you and we beg you in the strong name of your Son. Amen. Thank you, man. We're going to give you the opportunity to stand. Open up the altar as we always do. For you to come and pray if you'd like to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you'd like to join this church, this is your time to sing together. We invite you to visit our campus at 3794 Hamilton Road in LaGrange, Georgia, or visit us on the web at rosemontchurch.org. God bless you.